Okay, before we get started on the final drive, a big thank you to our sponsor, Microsoft Surface. Microsoft Surface, a huge part of game day in preparation for the LA Chargers as the official laptop and sideline technology provider for your Los Angeles Chargers. Microsoft Surface provides players and coaches with the tools to succeed both on and off the field. Microsoft's Surface Pro 7 is your endlessly adaptable partner now with faster processing and more connections, plus all-day battery life. The 12.3-inch touchscreen 2-in-1 laptop is ultra-light and versatile. Check it out on their site, surface.com. What's up, guys? Welcome to the final drive presented by Microsoft Surface here at SoFi Stadium as the Chargers lose 21-16 to the Carolina Panthers. Alongside Haley Elwood, actually, we're not next to each other. We're You're in a suite. I'm in a suite. We got our masks on. We're like this. We're trying to be safe here. <laughs> yes. Uh, Hey, listen, Chargers, a, a tough one. I, I think turnovers are the story of this game. Turnovers are absolutely the story of this game. Three in the first half, which led to 12 points for Carolina. They capitalized off of each of them. I mean, that is the one thing that Coach Lynn has preached all offseason through these first few weeks of the season. It's just hard to win games when you turn the football over and when you don't take it away at the same time, too. Clearly the story of the game. Clearly the last drive of the game. If things ended up differently, we'd be having a very different conversation. It would be about overcoming adversity, and they certainly did that in the second half for sure, but it might have been too little too late at that point. As Justin Herbert said, they kind of got in rhythm in that second half, but you know, they got down, they scored. But ultimately, yes, the turnover is the absolute story of this game for sure. Haley, the title of this podcast is The Final Drive. It, it was almost an epic final drive. Yeah. Herbert's almost let, it let a 99-yard touchdown drive. A hook and ladder had Keenan and Austin connected on that. It looked like he would have scored. Oh, they absolutely would have scored. It definitely felt that way. I will tell you this much. I have learned that I have a lot of gray hair on my head from quarantine and yeah, watching these both. games. <laughs> now that Yeah, in your 30s, things change. But watching these games... I get very stressed out because I felt that way. It was literally down to that final, final play. And I think one of the most interesting things that Justin Herbert had said after the game, someone had asked him, you know, what did you feel? The ball was down at the one. And he said, what a great opportunity to go 99 yards, you know? And that's just, I love that answer. answer. I think it tells you a lot about his mental state, his resolve. Again, we talked about the compartmentalizing last week. And just his will to win, his will to get the guys in position to win. And they came so, so close. I mean, Austin even said in his presser, he caught that ball. His entire postgame presser would be so very different. But this team, they came really close. They did overcome some adversity again, like we said, but it just wasn't enough at the end of the day. Great stat from our buddy Brock in, in Chargers Communications. Herbert becomes the third quarterback since the 1970 merger to throw 300 yards at each of his first two career games. Pretty impressive. 35 of 49, 330 yards, a touchdown and an interception. It, were, it was those key mistakes, though, in the first half when we talk about the, the sack fumble, the interception, then Joshua Kelly's fumble. Mm-hmm. Those are the story of this game. You know, we, we talked about how these rookies were contributing in such a positive way through the first couple of weeks, and, and they still are. But Obviously, those are mistakes that, listen, if you're a rookie or, or a 10-year vet, you just cannot have and win football games in the NFL. And it's a learning experience, right? I mean, again, these guys did not see the field. There were no preseason games this year. So everyone who's new to football this year, everyone who's a draft pick, undrafted rookie free agent, whatever it is, 
this is their preseason essentially, but they're just being thrown into the fire. So mistakes will likely, you know, be made. And, and Herbert said after the game on that interception, it was a bad decision. He probably should have, shouldn't have thrown it. He probably should have just checked it down. And again, we'd be having a different conversation, but again, it's a learning experience. These guys, they talk about it after the game, how they'll go back. You know, it's a very standard answer, but it makes a lot of sense. Obviously going back, looking at what went wrong and just learning the, to not do that the next time. And I think the more comfortability they have getting in these games, playing in these games, Herbert also said he still is adjusting to the speed of the NFL. It is no lie. It is so much faster than the college game. You forget this is his second NFL game all time um, because, again, no preseason. But, but yeah, you know, these guys, you cannot discredit the contributions that they did make today, but the mistakes they'll absolutely learn from and move on. Austin Eckler, 143 total yards, back-to-back uh, -back 100 total yard games for, for Eckler. Keenan Allen was targeted, uh, tied for a career high 19 times. The last time he was targeted 19 times, Haley, you and I were in Pittsburgh watching the, the Chargers beat the Steelers on Sunday Night Football. Uh, 13 catches, 132 yards, and a touchdown for Keenan. Uh, 11 catches for Austin, 5 for 50 for Hunter. And, you know, this is something that I asked Justin Herbert, the, the weapons that he has. He's, he's learning where these guys line up, how they want the ball. Um, and, and they're learning Justin and, and how mm -hmm. he throws the ball. And, and that chemistry, it's going to be built over time. But you're starting to see those guys really kind of build a nice rapport with each other. Yeah, you're absolutely starting to see it. And Austin Eckler said, obviously, this team was playing from behind most of this game. They realized what Carolina's defense was giving them. And so they were going to have to, you know, pass more than run. And he was getting those checkdowns. And it felt very much like a kind of typical Chargers offensive game with Austin Eckler getting involved in that sense. The other great thing that I loved was what Herbert said about Keenan. He called him an exceptional talent. Anytime he's on the field, he creates mismatches. And yeah, this chemistry will continue to evolve, will continue to build. You know, guys like Keenan have only known Phillip Rivers their entire career. And right. you go in a pre or in an offseason, excuse me, in a training camp with Tyrod Taylor, he then gets hurt. And then you start to have to now learn Justin Herbert and those tendencies. But it definitely seemed, especially in the second half, offensively, the rhythm was clicking and things were getting going and it felt more in rhythm, essentially. Defense, it was kind of bend but don't break. Uh, the Panthers were just one for six in, in the red zone. A lot of – listen, if you had uh, Joey Sly yeah. on, on your fantasy team – Cashed Joey, in today. Yeah, Joey got you some, <laughs> some field goal points. Uh, Teddy was 22-28, uh, 235 yards a touchdown. Only sacked twice. That was something that I, I thought we were going to see a little bit more of, the, those quarterback hits, those sacks uh, against Teddy Bridgewater and company. Um, but, listen, you, you, you got to tip your hat to the Panthers. They came in here, down Christian McCaffrey. Uh, they, they were pretty poised. Teddy Bridgewater has always been a very poised quarterback. Mm -hmm. and, and they found a way uh, to, to win a game on the road. And, you know, for the Chargers, listen, it doesn't get any easier. you, you got to go to Tampa yeah. next week. you got New Orleans the week after. So you, you got three straight dates with the NFC South. Uh, one and two right now. I know that this is a game that they thought they should have had and – you know, you, you can't really dwell on it too much, though, when you got Tom Brady up on deck. Yeah, Tom Brady, the Tampa Bay Toms come in, or actually the team goes to Tampa Bay next week, early start, too. I believe it's a 10 a.m. Pacific start. It's, you know, now we are in the rhythm of the NFL where you're about to hit that final game in the first quarter of the season. As we know, Anthony Lynn loves to chunk out the year by quarters. 
So it's look at this, look what happened today, what went wrong today, and then you got to move on because Tampa Bay put up a lot of points. They can put up points. They've got a lot of weapons. I think Chris Godwin might have gotten hurt today. I'm not entirely sure about that, but you know who's running that offense with quarterback number 12 back there and Tom Brady. So a lot to learn from this game to move forward next week. I did think, you know, and, and I think someone had asked Coach Lynn about this, the defensive pressure, it almost felt like the teams were reversed a little bit today, that that yeah. usual pressure that we've seen this Chargers defense put on opposing quarterbacks, that's what Carolina was doing today against this Chargers offense. But again, I think Coach said, you know, they just have to, the lack of the pass rush could have been better late. Again, you look at what happens today, you correct the mistakes, and then you move on and hopefully turn things around next week in Tampa. Yeah, you know, as far as injuries are concerned, Trey Turner didn't get a yeah. chance to play his old team. He was inactive today. Uh, Brian Gulaga and, and Chris Harris Jr. got banged up and had to leave the game. So mm -hmm. Mike Williams. Know, Mike Williams as well. So, you know, these, these injury lists, you never want to see it, but we're seeing it all around the league right now. Yeah. And, you know, this is where your, your depth, is tested and unfortunately for the Chargers you're gonna have to test some of this depth you know through that first quarter of the season with, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on, on deck but I know that Justin Herbert is a rookie and there was a couple of those rookie mistakes the interception last week against Kansas City and then I think the one right before the half really kind of flipped the momentum of this game had the Chargers score right before the halftime Haley I think this could have been a completely different game you get the ball yeah. in the second half all that said to see him at his own one yard line right here and just engineer that drive very cool and calm and really trusting his guys and to go 72 yards or whatever it was um before the, the hook and ladder failed I think that he showed his teammates something that like listen I, I made some mistakes uh I am a rookie but I have really no fear no panic when it's time to go win a football game and, and he showed his teammates that today. It very, it felt very similar to times in last week's game too, like that first drive where he just went down the field and marched that team down and what was it, eight plays, 79 yards or, or whatever it was. I mean, granted, this started literally at the one, it was 99 yards, but yeah. the way that he described it again after the game and the way he, when he walked out there, he's like, let's go 99, let's go do it, let's go win. It just tells you, I think, a lot about his maturity and he's, he, to me, seems like he's a rookie in this league, but mentally he's figured things out in a way that, that may come slower to some rookies or, you know, faster to others. But, but he seems to have this maturity and this level where he doesn't really seem like a lot phases him. He never really seemed, even though he was definitely pressured today a lot, it never really seemed again like it got too big for him. And, and he even said, you know, he was asked about that touchdown drive that they had in the fourth quarter. and did it chew up too much clock? And he said, we scored, you know, we, we got in the end zone. We scored. Carolina ended up getting the ball back. They ended up having the punt. And then this team got an opportunity, even though it was 99 yards, he said, we still got an opportunity. We had a belief that we were going to go down and get guys in positions to win. Unfortunately, that play didn't work out, but he's just got this very like cool, calm, collected kind of demeanor about him that just to me seems very mature and it could be that he had a lot of playing time at Oregon and now he's transferring that to the NFL level next week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers what in your mind has to change for this team to get to two and two for me I really do think it's the turnovers defensively the defense has to get some turnovers especially when you have a young quarterback on the other side 
you never want to use that as, a, as an excuse. But the, the fact of the matter is Justin Herbert is going into his third start against Tom Brady next week. So this defense, they have to generate pressure, but also they got to get the ball a couple of times to help out the offense. If they can do that on a consistent basis, and we need to see that. But um, I, I do think you keep games a lot closer when your defense can get you a couple. Yeah, and I think the other thing too is is takeaways obviously force t- um, turnovers of possession and time of possession today, at least in that first half, was so lopsided with Carolina just totally dominating because the offense never even had the opportunity or very few opportunities to see the field because then when they went on it, they weren't totally in sync or they turned the ball over and then Carolina would get the ball back. So you just can't give quarterbacks like Tom Brady – you know, we saw them do it so well last year against Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. We're just keeping him off the field led, you know, to that team just totally dominating the Packers. But you just can't give QBs like that any extra opportunities. And so trying to force turnovers or trying to put long offensive drives together to just keep the opponent's offense off the field, that's a key. Sometimes your offense is your best defense in a sense. So hopefully this unit, if you want to flip the script and talk about the Chargers offense, can turn it around, kind of get it together, get it in sync maybe a third week all working together with enough time of knowing that you'll be working together will be key to hopefully getting a win in Tampa for sure. Listen, this is a critical stretch these yeah. next two weeks on the East coast or, or back East. Um, when you have the, the saints and the bucks, I think you come home for the jets mm-hmm. right, right after that. Yep. So, so these next two weeks are big because I think a lot of people expected the Chargers to win this game uh, today. And, and we know it's the NFL. We know anything can happen. Um, but the fact of the matter is you're one and two, and now two tough games against uh, what many consider, you know, playoff Super Bowl contenders in the NFC. So, yeah, uh, Chargers got to get to work. They absolutely do. And again, it starts next week. Then you have a date with Drew Brees, Monday Night Football in New Orleans. That's a huge game in and of itself. And then, like you said, you come home, you have the Jets. And in that stretch, I forget who's after that, I think. But it's a little bit of a of a lesser stretch if you will in terms of quarterback opponents that your team is going to face so so these these next two weeks are absolutely critical you know hopefully you can finish the first quarter of the season out strong back at 500 hopefully and then see what happens from there yeah not the desired result but you know I think Chargers fans you want to take some of this stuff and 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 see the small gains see the the small wins and to see this rookie quarterback go back-to-back 300-yard games it's not a win, okay, and, yeah. and that's the bottom line. But, but you have to see the small games. You have to see the small wins. And, uh, again, uh, Justin Herbert, the perseverance, I think, today is what I admired most about his overall performance because it didn't go – it didn't start well. Um, but the way he finished it, I think he showed his teammates something. So that's the, that's the best word for it, perseverance. And that was what you saw on that final drive for sure. That was – it was the perseverance and the belief, like he said – that he was going to go out and he was going to get it done. He trusted the guys on this team to do it. And hopefully that chemistry will continue to build and that trust will continue to build. The final drive, Bailey. That's, uh, that's, the, <laughs> that's, that's how we call it. That's the final named. drive. Because, because we, can, uh, we can start with the final drive usually mm-hmm. like eight out of ten times when we, when we start this podcast. So, <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, we are at SoFi Stadium. We're going to get out of here. Um, For Haley Owen, I'm Chris Harry. This is The Final Drive, presented by Microsoft Service.